2: growing your perseverance or as I've titled it growing your grit growing your endurance your capacity to endure Interesting word that Peter uses here for the word perseverance or endurance. It means to bear up under pressure, to bear up under things patiently, to endure things and circumstances that will come your way. It means to stay in place, to remain, to continue your effort to achieve something despite difficulties or failure or opposition. That you're holding up under the unpleasant things and the difficult things in life, and you're doing so for a long period of time. Say that phrase with me for a long... Period of time. Perseverance is not anything that is experienced in short term. Perseverance is a long term word. You can't persevere without also attaching to it the idea of something that goes on for an extended period of time. I want to share with you three things today that will help each one of us to continue to develop the power of perseverance, to grow our grit, to increase our endurance in the spiritual realm so that we can become more of the people that God wants us to be. The first thing is is very simple, but nevertheless, an important thing to remember. And that's that perseverance is a key quality for success. You will never be successful, truly successful in life. If you don't have this quality of perseverance, the Bible has always taught us the value, the importance of perseverance. And so let me take you on a quick journey through a few passages that help us to understand the importance of perseverance in hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 the writer here says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of god you will receive what he has promised notice the receiving of god's promises in your life is linked to your willingness or capacity to persevere romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 4 not only so we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and then perseverance what does it produce character and character what does it produce hope and so if you want hope in your life you have to have character in your life to have character in your life you have to have perseverance in your life to have perseverance in your life I hate to tell you this but you have to have suffering the only way to get perseverance is to Suffer. I'll come back around to that in a moment. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with. Perseverance, the race marked out for us. And so, this spiritual journey is not something for the weak or faint of heart. You and I need to persevere and endure. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. Why? Here's the answer so that you may be mature that is you'll, you and I will never be the mature people that we need to be without developing perseverance maturing complete not lacking anything James 5:11 as you know we count as blessed those who have Persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Your blessing oftentimes is not going to happen in the beginning of your story. Sometimes your blessings happen in the end of your story. And then Luke chapter 8 verse 15. But the seed, Jesus talking about the seed of God's word landing on the soil of men's hearts. But the seed on good soil stands for those who with a those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering do what produce a crop that is a crop is produced by perseverance I could take you to many other verses but those verses today lay the foundation of the value the Bible places on persevering every Great man and woman of the Bible had to persevere. Noah had to persevere in the building of the ark. Jesus himself had to persevere, and he does so going to the cross and suffering for us. Paul, the apostle, the great apostle, had to persevere through many kinds of trials and tribulations so that he could bring to us the ministry that we read in our Bibles today. Never underestimate the power and the importance of perseverance, of endurance, and of grit. You need it to be successful. I need it to be successful. You will never be everything that God wants you to be until there's something inside of you that knows how to persevere. Persevere, that knows how to endure, that gets a little bit of grittiness on the inside of your gut. Down inside of you, you're able to grab hold and to hold on and to press your way through. The second thing that we must understand about perseverance is that perseverance is always tested by two things. It's tested by adversity and it's tested by prosperity. Real perseverance shows up under pressure. That's when it shows up. That's the time it reveals itself. It only shows when it's tested. It only shows when, it's, when there's pressure there to reveal it. And there are two kinds of pressure that will reveal either your, your capacity for perseverance or the absence of perseverance in your life. And those two things are adversity and prosperity. I want to talk about adversity first because that's the one we are most familiar with. Adversity is something that has to do with going through times of difficulty and obstacles and hindrances and limitations and failures and setbacks or times when we're going along our journey and, and things just aren't going the way we want them to. There are adverse winds that come against us. There are difficulties that happen in life. And when you and I go through the adverse moments of life, everything inside of us in the difficult moments of life wants to quit, wants to give up. That's the opposite of perseverance. Let me give you four things that you need to do in your most adverse moments that will help you to continue to develop perseverance. Number one, when you have a problem in your life, an adverse situation, you need to learn to push against your problems. Don't let your problems push against you. You learn to push against your problems. The second thing that will help you to develop perseverance is to rise from your failures. Anytime you and I fail, anytime we make a mistake, there are a couple of things that happen internally. Most of us recognize when we failed in some way and we begin to to berate ourselves, we begin to talk to ourselves about what a failure we are and how we've messed up, and, and we have all these this internal self-talk that we have going on where we begin to assault ourselves because we feel bad about our failure, and then to add to that, there is the enemy's voice that comes along, the devil loves to jump on your back and to tell you how bad of a person you are and what a failure you are, and so before long, the devil's voice and your voice are just ramming down your throat, ramming. Down your head, how terrible you are as a person. And again, it's that pressing down and keeping you down instead of allowing you to rise up. Perseverance is different. Perseverance says, not only am I going to push against my problems, but when I fall down, I'm going to get back up. I'm not going to let my failures define my life. And this we've talked about a number of times as a part of this series, but it is so valuable to remember because your failures are the things that the enemy will often use against you. In some sense, failure is, is something that God can easily deal with in your life because God is a forgiving God. He's able to get you moving forward again. But when you and I allow the enemy, ourselves, and the enemy of our soul to come against us, again, it, it robs us of grit on the inside. We give up internally. The third thing that is necessary if you and I are going to develop the perseverance that will make us successful is we have to turn our setbacks into a setup for a comeback. Think about the cross of Jesus for a moment. When Jesus went to that cross on Calvary, that Good Friday, and he died on the cross there, and of course... All the religious leaders saw it happen, the Roman guards, those who were around, saw Jesus breathe his last breath and give up the ghost, and the enemy himself, Satan, I'm sure, felt triumphant in that moment, as though he had won and conquered, and everything was settled, that everything was done. It was what would have appeared to have been a major setback. I think all the disciples, had you interviewed them that day and asked them, was this a good day? That it was said, No, Good Friday didn't seem like a very good day to us. It seemed like like a very big setback to our pr- momentum as jesus disciples they thought it was a setback but what they didn't realize is that in the setback god was setting things up for a comeback all right and then the fourth thing is to press past your obstacles and your limitations this is similar to the first one i talked about pushing against your problems but i want to talk a little bit more about obstacles and limitations for a moment perseverance says you know what In life, there are going to be some obstacles and there are going to be some limitations. Immature people think that life is just a bed of roses. Let me tell you something. Life is a bed of roses, but with every rose comes some thorns. So there is no such thing as a perfect life. As long as you're thinking that there's got to be a perfect life for you and everything is going to be awesome and wonderful in the way it's supposed to be in your life, that's going to cut against the grain of developing Perseverance. Because life is not always easy. Life is really hard at times. And when you and I address that reality that life has its obstacles and life has its limitations that we have to face, then we have to ask ourselves the question, if life is going to have obstacles and if life is going to deal us some limitations, how am I going to deal with it? Because they're there and so I've got to determine what my attitude will be toward my obstacles and what my attitude will be toward limitations. People who don't have perseverance when they face an obstacle, the obstacle becomes bigger to them and so it begins to be a detriment to their life. When they face a limitation, that limitation begins to define their life. But people with perseverance, when they face an obstacle, they learn how to press past the obstacle and navigate it. They learn how to deal with limitations in life because they're learning something about navigating the difficulties of life and getting around. See, successful people do not allow their life to be defined by the obstacles or by the limitations. And especially as a believer in Jesus Christ, yes, in the midst of whatever obstacle you're facing, the Bible says that you can deal with it. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. Amen very clearly Paul in fact in that verse talked about I know how to be hungry I know how to have a lot and how to have a little I've learned how to be content in all things so he understood how to deal with obstacles and limitations and also remember that with every limitation you're serving an unlimited God who can help you in the midst of your limitation this is valuable to understand see this is greediness on the inside Some of you need to get some perseverance on the inside of you, some endurance on the inside of you, because that's what's going to make you successful in life. It's one of those those qualities when you build it inside of you, it gives you the ability in increasing measure to be useful to God and useful to His purpose. I'll tell you, if you don't have perseverance, you're going to be fairly useless for pretty much anything. Perseverance is vital in life. Adversity is one of the gauges that test it. Prosperity on the other side will test your perseverance also. You might say, that's unusual. What do you mean? How can prosperity test my perseverance? Let me show you how it works. Kind of strange to consider, but it's true. Some people who never give up in adversity end up growing weak in character in times of prosperity. I've watched it happen. I've watched people who've navigated adverse situations very well, but then life starts going well for them and they get into a comfort zone, and they seem to have everything that they need in life, and they, they have this sort of prosperous life that they enter into. And, and before long, they begin to lose the edge on their faith, and they're, they're less committed to God than they were before. They're more comfortable in their world. And so prosperity will test your character just as much as adversity will because in prosperity if you're not careful you can grow apathetic and you can grow weak and you can grow just like you just don't have that same hunger edge you know some people when they're going through adversity they rise to the challenge they rise to it but in the midst of prosperity they they just let life slide the prophet amos spoke to the people of god at a time when they were going through some great prosperity not adversity but actually In a time of prosperity I want you to hear what Amos said to the people of the southern kingdom when they were going through time of great blessing chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 woe to those lounging in luxury at Jerusalem and Samaria he said woe woe is be careful watch out warning to those who are lounging in luxury don't you like that phrase there at Jerusalem and Samaria so famous and popular among the people of Israel Go over to Calni and see what happened there. Then go to, the, to great Hamath and down to Gath in the Philistine land. Once they were better and greater than you. But look at them now. The prophet says, be careful. These other folks had times of prosperity as well. But look at them now. This can happen to you. Don't let it happen to you. Be careful in the times of life when you're dealing with adversity. Be careful in the times of life when you're going through prosperity. Don't let it rob you of Perseverance. The third thing I'd like to share with you this morning is that perseverance is an attitude that you can develop. You can develop this. Grit has to be grown. Perseverance can be developed by the attitudes that you you, you choose to develop in your life. Choices that you make and I want to share with you five choices that will grow your grit five choices that will help you to develop your perseverance. I promise you that if you will do these five things that starting today your grit your endurance your perseverance will increase number one read it together with me aloud and loudly you must discover God's promises for whose life for your life. This is where it begins. What I'm learning in my life is that the thing that gives me more grit than anything else is the promise of God for my life, okay? Because God's promise to me is what I hold on to in the times of adversity. It's what I hold on to in the times of testing. It's what I grab hold of that is bigger than my circumstance. See, your circumstance can be very real and very difficult, but God's promises always trump your circumstances. They're always bigger than whatever you're facing in life. And so you need to get a promise from God for yourself. You need to get some promises from God for yourself. Because only when you have those promises for yourself can you navigate your way through because you're holding on to something that fuels your faith. The promise of God fuels your faith and your faith enables you to persevere. And here's the good news. God is the God of promises. He will give you promises for your life. As you open up your Bible and read your Bible, you need to read with a mindset, what is God saying to me? What promise is there for me in this reading today that I can grab hold of? And then as God begins to breathe on his word and you begin to see, wow, look at that promise and God will help you and open your eyes to see promises from his word. And then you take that promise and say, you know what, God, I want to lay claim to that. It is a check that you have written to me. And Lord, now by faith, I want to cash that check. I want to hold on to it and say, this is is for my life and then when you pray you hold up that promise to God when you go through difficulties you quote that promise to God when you're going through a difficult moment when you want to give up you grab hold of that promise and you read it out loud and say you know what my circumstances say this but God's word says that okay okay so there's a promise that gives you perseverance so you need something like every automobile has to have fuel to run amen. You can't expect a car to endure, that is, to run continuously unless you keep it full of fuel. It's just not going to happen. And the same is true for you and me, that we need to be fueled up with the promises of God's Word. It gives you endurance in your life. Number two, you need to improve your long-range, what? Vision. Don't be short-sighted. When you're going through a problem, it is so easy to think this is how it's going to be forever. This problem is never going to end. I have some good news for you today. No matter what problem you're facing in your life, it will eventually come to an end. There will be a moment when you will be past that problem. One of my favorite phrases in the Bible, and I'm not kidding you about this. I love it every time I read in the Bible, and it came to pass. I love that, okay? stuff comes in your life and then it Passes in your life, and so it's important to realize that yes, it's what I'm going through right now. But what's what I'm going through right now is not going to be the rest of my life. This problem is not defining everything about me. There's another chapter that is yet to be written. The psalmist David in the twenty third psalm said, "Even though I walk, notice the next word, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." David did not say, "Even though I live in the valley." The shadow of death. He said, No, I'm walking through it. Yes, there is a valley, but I am going to get through it. I'm not just looking at the valley. I'm looking beyond the valley. And in fact, in that Psalm, he goes on to say that the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David did not live in the valley. He lived beyond the valley. Okay. So important to grasp. So develop this long-term vision. Don't just look at what you're going through right now. Yes, it's real, but look beyond that. Number three, value consistent discipline, long-term commitments, and persistent effort. Value consistent discipline, long-term commitments, and persistent effort. In 1983... In Australia, there's a race that they have every year in Australia that runs from Sydney to Melbourne. It's a over 500-mile race. It normally takes about five days to run this race. And in 1983, there was a man that showed up to run the race by the name of Cliff Young. Say his name with me, Cliff Young. Cliff Young was a potato sheep farmer. He was 61 years old in 1983. And he shows up to run this race, and he shows up in his bib overalls, with his work boots on, with a baseball cap on. And he shows up at the entrance to this race. True story. He says, I want to sign up for this race from Sydney to Melbourne. I know it's 500 and something miles, but but I want to be in the race. And they said, well, why do you think you can run this race? Of course, he was surrounded by all the elite athletes with their Nikes on and their, their nice little suits on. They're ready to run. And here he is in his overalls, and his work boots. True story. Okay. Hat on Why do you think you can run 500 miles, Cliff? Well, you know, I've been raised on a farm, and we have over 2,000 acres and 2,000 sheep on our farm. And many times over the years, we don't have any tractors on our farm, or we don't have any horses. And so any time a storm would come up, I would have to go out and round up all the sheep. And so I would have to run to get all the sheep back in. And sometimes I have to run for three days to get them all in, but I always get them back in. I think I can do this race. And so they let Cliff Young shy, sign up for this, this, this race, this 543-mile race. Again, he's signing up. You've got to get the picture. He's this this old 61-year-old farmer that looks like he has no idea how to run a race. And so they let him in the race, and the, the gun goes off, and everybody takes off in their Nikes and their beautiful uniforms. And they're just passing old Cliff up. And Cliff begins to run like this. You can find it on YouTube. It's called the Cliff Young Shuffle. They actually called it that, okay? The Cliff Young Shuffle. He runs with his Cliff Young Shuffle. And of course, everybody just taken off. But somebody forgot to tell Cliff something. The way you ran this race is you would run, all the runners would run for 18 hours and they would sleep for six, okay? Nobody ever told Cliff that. He just kept running, he never slept, okay? And so what would happen is while they were sleeping, Cliff was just, <laughs> Cliff won the race. Okay. Five days later, he crosses the finish line and wins the race. Okay. I tell you what kind of guy he was. The, the prize for the race was $10,000, okay? You'd think that'd be awesome. He said, well, you know what? I live on $2,000 a year. I don't really need this. He gave the money to the other runners. I guess he felt sorry for him. I don't know, okay? <laughs> but what you see here is you see there's a, there's a value in consistent discipline, long-term commitments, and persistent effort, amen? And then number four, refuse to run from adversity and refuse to relax in prosperity, when adversity comes, don't run. Don't run from adversity. You got to fight, but you don't have to run. And don't relax in prosperity. And then the last one here. By the way, the last one is a typo. You need to put the word "don't" in the in the before the whole sentence. There, it will not make sense. Don't measure your faithfulness in days. Measure your faithfulness in decades. Amen. Anybody can be faithful for a day, right? You're not impressed when someone comes to say, oh yeah, you know what, I'm on a diet, I'm so excited. Well, How long have you been doing I've been on it for two days. Awesome, great, good for you. Okay, But then you talk to someone that's been carrying out a healthy lifestyle for three decades, which of the two impress you, right? Not the guy that's on the diet for two days, but the person who's had a healthy lifestyle for, 30, for three decades, right? And so when it comes to your life, let me tell you, don't measure your life in days. Measure the faithfulness of your life in decades because that's really what matters. We're in this. We're not in a sprint. We're in a marathon. Amen. Let's all go out today and let's learn the Cliff Young shuffle. Amen. Let's just run our way through and persevere to the finish line.
1: Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing.